0: We're joined today by Angel Lakita Moore uh, who played uh, nurse Don Archer on ER for 34 episodes between 2006 and 2009. Uh, Angel, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. So to kick us off we always like to check and see you know how did you get started in acting and what led you to working on ER? Um, I knew I wanted to be an actress
2: since I was like five years old. I knew that was my aim that was my goal so um, I started probably doing like plays in school when I, once I got to middle school and I continued throughout high school. Then I majored in theater in college. Uh, I did the French Festival in New York and then I decided to do grad school out um, in California in, at UC Irvine. And we had what was called a showcase. We did one in New York and one in Los Angeles where casting directors, Agents and managers will come in watch us like do a couple of acting scenes and the casting director of ER Came to our showcase and he really liked the work that I did. So he um, Scheduled to have an appointment with me and when we talked he we really just hit it off And so he was like I want to introduce you to the producers of the show and i was like
0: well okay then <laughs>
2: and, um, and at the time they knew they were developing two different characters and both they they could see me fitting in um and uh i met with two of the 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 head producers christopher chulak was one and Jeanette, uh janine excuse me sherman uh, uh, Bureau. it might be the other way she's now the um the showrunner of claws but anyways, we talked and they were like, yeah, we think we have this one role. It's of a, a nurse who has been displaced from Hurricane Katrina. And uh, But I had to audition for it. But let me tell you, I was ready. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was moving my then fiance out from Kentucky to California. So we were driving a U-Haul with his car attached to the back and I was running lines across country because I knew that once I got back, I had the audition. So yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. So yeah, that's how I, um, that's how I got started on ER was literally my very first job. It was right out of grad school.
0: Wow. So what was, I mean, that's, gosh, what a whirlwind experience. What are your memories of that first couple days on set?
2: Okay. So my first day on set,
0: my first
2: day on set was on the back lot. So, uh, I want to say it was with Laura, What's was Laura's last, last name, Ingress NS? Yes. It was with her and it was also with, um, ah, she was in Brokeback Mountain, Linda Cardellini. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I'm so used to theater and I'm watching them, we're doing this whole thing of getting this person out of the ambulance and and taking them into the hospital and they're doing a lot of like whispering in their lines, and they're like da 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 and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a whisper," because <laughs> you know, you think of the you, when you're on stage, you have to like you know really push it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're mic'd. Like I can, I too can whisper." And the other really big thing that I remember is in on television you have first team, second team. First team are the actors that will actually say the lines when it's time in front of the camera and they're recorded. Second team are the people who stand in your spot a lot of times when they're lighting, after the blocking has been done. And I remember them saying, all right, first team, uh, we're good with you after we did our rehearsal. They were like, second team? I would not move from my spot because I was just like, (laughs) I don't know who you are and you're not taking my job. <laughs> I just got here. Right. What I'm not gonna have happen is you come in here and take my job on this day. And they were like, Angel, no, 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 we need to put you in hair and makeup so we can get you ready to shoot. And I was like,
1: oh, okay. <laughs> right. Cause, just- Cause you were thinking more like it was an understudy situation almost. Yeah,
2: I was really like, what is going, I am ready to work. This is my first day. I don't need, I'm not tired. I will stand in this spot all day long if I have to. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I was super duper green, super duper green. So even though I'd actually learned a lot of these terms in grad school, I had never had to put them to work because this was mm-hmm. literally my first professional
1: on camera experience. I can't imagine. So how was it the first time you found yourself thrust into the middle of one of those fast paced chaotic trauma scenes? Uh,
2: it was great. It's it, what's so great about working on a show like ER almost everybody that you're around are seasoned veterans so you are learning how to do it at the best capability you know what i'm saying so you're not you're not learning level one you're learning level of you know 501 so um it was and for me i um I can typically pick up things quickly. And if I'm not doing it properly, they they all knew where I was coming from. They knew I was fresh out of school. There was no like, oh yeah, we remember seeing you in that Oscar nominated movie back in. They knew that like Angel just came from doing August Wilson on stage. This is not what she has been doing before. So they were also gentle enough to be like and willing enough to be like, oh, here, do this instead. This'll this'll help. And I had no ego. I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate what you just told me and I will do it over and over again. So um, it was just great to be able to learn. While I appreciate my three-year degree, my first season of ER, I learned more than what I had learned probably from my first time ever taking an acting class all the way to graduating from grad school, just in that first season of working on that show. It
1: was like a second master's degree. Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you've kind of touched on this a little bit already. Um, your character first shows up in season 13 um, after having been displaced by Hurricane Katrina. Um, being that that's so soon after the actual storm happened, I got to believe that that was one of the first fictionalized portrayals of somebody who was affected by Katrina. Was that something that you were kind of aware of or considered at the time? And did it affect your preparation or performance at all?
2: Um, It definitely, I I definitely thought of like, how would this person feel wow yeah people move like i had i was also able to let me reframe this i too was able to pull from my own life situations of me just even removing my husband from his roots granted it wasn't because of some disastrous act of nature but it is a thing of thinking about the fact that you're never going to get back to, you might not ever get back to the things that you were tied to for most of your life. So, um, and there's a lot of ways that can manifest in your day to day activity. There's a lot of ways that it can um, come out that you're not even like aware of a little bit of the chip on your shoulder or, or uh, if you're a person who's more optimistic of just really wanting to like Keep yourself busy so that you're not like longing to go back there. So, there were a lot of things that I definitely thought about, and knowing that, like, not one size fits all, like, not everybody who went through Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Katrina processed it the same way. Right. So, um, I definitely tried to figure out how I wanted to individualize it because, as from what I had made up in my head, my character had no children. You know, she was able to be in a profession where she could get work in a new place. Um, And so like there were some things that I definitely pulled from so that it was her own personal journey and not just like what was portrayed in the
1: news uh, about um, people that have been affected by that hurricane. Um, Given that the show had been on for so long by the time you joined, was there a sense of pressure among you and the fellow cast members of having a standard to uphold? Or was it more that this was a new era for the series and you were all looking to put your own stamp on it? I would
2: say the latter. I would definitely say the latter. Like, you know, there was no, George Clooney was not about to show up, okay? So, (laughs) So to be longing to try to make it that way, to long to have Dr. Green, no, they're not coming back. So um, I think we felt the liberty to just make it our own. Like we knew that we were in the, the, the ending days of the show. Like it wasn't as if I felt like the, the higher ups or the producers wanted this to be like the song that never end. I think think we knew that they wanted to eventually end the show. So it was like, instead of trying to make it like the heydays, let's just make it what we bring to it, instead of trying to get it back. Of course, it still had all the really great elements of you caring about the doctors and then these wonderful stories that these guest star um, actors brought in. But I don't think, I never felt the pressure of, maybe some of the people who had been on there longer that had been there like from season one that had been there might have felt that pressure but I feel like for the series regulars that I worked with that weren't from yesteryear I felt like they felt very comfortable just being who they were
0: and making that uh, a new part of the show you kind of mentioned uh some of the guest stars that are brought in did you have any favorite ones to have on set were there any ones that kind of stood out oh my goodness, I really should have thought of this.
2: <laughs> I remember when Forrest Whitaker came to work on set and I mm-hmm. was just too nervous to talk to him. I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Forrest Whitaker. And, and this is before he won his Oscar. Um, Lou Gossett, I was so, now him I talked to. I was like, I, I do not care. And actually I had some scenes with him, so I had to talk to him. So All I was right. super duper excited um, to work with him. Um, Oh, we've just had so many great guest stars. Like They know how to get the best of the best on the show. Oh, Tony Hale, probably my favorite. Tony Hale from Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. I was a Arrested Development fanatic when I was in grad school. It was how I got through one whole year of grad school. And I just thought that his character, Buster, was so well thought out. I was just like, oh my goodness. And then it turned out that we had the same manager and I didn't even know, so he was playing this character. I was one of the nurses that was having to work on him. And I literally during the break, I said, if you don't mind, I'm going to go through the day and tell you all of my favorite moments that you did in Arrested (laughs) Development. I was like, are you okay with that? He was like, oh no, I would love that. I said, okay. Pilot episode, episode one. When Buster slides out of the chair, when he finds out all the responsibilities of being the head of it, he just busts out laughing. So he was, I would say, maybe he might have been. Oh, there was, ah, oh, there was so I can even um Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name. It's, it's like Christina, uh, uh, sorry, Christina, what was her last name? I can't remember, but she played a character named Tyena on Nickelodeon. That I was, and then she was also the lead in um, Life with Mikey. And I grew up wanting to be like this young lady. We're the same age, and so when she worked on the show, <laughs> her sister actually used to be a series regular on the show. Um, um so it was—I mean, just it was a lot of people that I got to work with. That just uh, Christina Vidal. Yeah,
0: Lizzie thank you, Balls. Christina Vidal.
2: Yeah. Google. Oh, thank you the but amount of times we have to google during our shows it's just <laughs> and i'm terrible with names so we gonna be googling all day but yeah those were they, they those were some of my fondest memories just and it would always be a surprise like it wasn't like they would tell us it. stanley tucci who had like a run on there like i he's probably in my top 10 favorite actors so working with him was awesome like there was
1: just a lot of people that I just loved. I'm glad to hear he's as fun to work with as he looks. Yeah. <laughs> Going off that, what are your memories of filming the series finale and the emotions you were feeling at the time?
2: You know, it, I feel like I started ER as like an adolescent. Granted, I was in my 20s, but I felt like a <laughs> child and I felt like I was leaving. Um, a woman and it also did feel like I was leaving a family like I don't think people really understand how close-knit not just the actors but I'm talking about producers writers crew actors um, background actors like it was just such a loving environment I Feel so blessed and so fortunate that that got to be my first experience. That I didn't get this horrible jaded like jaded experience. I got to be around people who honestly, if they weren't happy to show up to work, they acted like they were. I did not realize that they were not happy to show up. <laughs> be like, it was just a really healthy, non-toxic environment. The friendships that I've made on there have lasted a lifetime. Like um, one of my two, actually, of my closest friends came from me working on that show. Um, and so filming that season finale was a little bit heart-wrenching because I knew that the the, the band was breaking up. But um, I also knew that these friendships didn't have to, to end. And like, um, what's nice is those people, still we still look up for each other. You know, I've worked on other... Christopher Chulak, John Wells production since then. Um, I've been casting other things by um, uh, Jonathan Levy or John Levy, Levy. So, um, you know, it was definitely like, because it was three years of my life. Like literally being on that show is what paid for my wedding. Being on that show is the reason why I was able to buy my first house. Like truly, I feel like they took me from being this, like very rough around the edges very young woman and refined it uh, refined me into a a woman that was able to like just use that as
0: a um jumping off point so you kind of mentioned this a little bit too like how does your how would you say your experience working on ER compared with other film and television productions that you've worked on since? Like, did did ER sort of ruin you on those experiences where you're like, it'll never be that, that close knit and that- Ruined me,
2: it ruined <laughs> me. Um, you gotta understand. well, ER was a well-oiled machine and I have worked on other shows that are well-oiled machines but I have to like remind myself, like I I look to see like how long has a show been on the air to know what I need to expect going into the day of whether or not, okay, it's going, lighting, we got a whole hour just for them to light something. You know what I'm saying? Versus ER, you've got a good solid 10 minutes because they (laughs) are going to be moving quick. Our DP author, he'd knew he be like, move that there, move this here, oh, light this under here, perfect, let's go. So um, it just, for me, at first I would have thought, yes, they ruined me, but no, it more so gave me a mindset to think about stuff of like, Oh, they had, by the time I showed up, they had umpteen years to perfect how to make this show look the way it looks. If it's a show that's only in season two, they're still trying to finesse things. So, you know, I got a little more time. Um, (laughs) so, uh, but I do, um, I am grateful that I know that a set can be nice. A set, uh, the atmosphere, the environment can be nice. It is not a thing of, well, it's Hollywood, that's how things go. No, this is individuals choosing to be good people. So I make sure I bring that energy when anytime I go to a set and I only accept that energy uh, reciprocated. If any other energy is given, (laughs) it's gotta be checked right there. Like, sorry, I'm
1: not sure what type of day you're having, but let's try again, let's try again. (laughs) I have a friend who when somebody's having a bad, a bad day, they just go, are you okay? And it really, it snaps people out of that headspace in an instant because it's just like, oh, am I being a jerk? Yeah, soul? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- Sometimes
2: you have to, everybody has to acknowledge it. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what happened. I don't think I did anything. But if I did, you can go ahead and tell me <laughs> yeah. so that I can apologize and we can move forward at a better.
1: Right. Um, so now, this is, this is one of my favorite parts of these interviews that we're so lucky to get to do. We, um, we reach out to our fans, and we get some submissions from them, because it is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us to get to have these conversations with you lovely cast and crew. So these next few questions are some fan questions that we got that I'm gonna share. So the first one is, who was best at remembering all their lines in complex medical terms?
2: He, what was his name? He had curly hair. He wore glasses. Hold on.
0: Oh, uh, Leland oh, Orser. Oh, yeah. Leland yes, Leland.
2: Orser. Yep. Leland. DeBanco. So yeah. good. I'm going to tell you what. Wasn't nobody better than him. Wasn't nobody better. He was the best at it. I mean, the stuff that would fly out of his mouth, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was the best. The best. Nobody could top him.
1: That that sounds like matching of a uh, character to a actor very well then with the kind of character he played. Um, next up is your character had a very feel-good quality to her. Would you say your real life personality is close to hers? I would hope so. I think I make people feel good. I think, uh, <laughs> I think
2: um, and I actually try to make people feel good. I know I can't always, and I know sometimes I don't feel like it, but when I can, mm-hmm. I, I try to. So I think that was a little bit of what I brought to her and what the writers luckily kept in her. Would you be supportive of your kids wanting to act one day? Absolutely, but they got to be good. Now, listen, Mama <laughs> is, <laughs> Mama is honest, and she is not about to have her kids out here looking good and mediocre. So, yes, as long if they wanted to act, I would um, definitely supply them with the right amount of training for them to be able to showcase their abilities to the in the best
1: light possible. All right. I like that. And last but not least, for our fan questions, we have: How would you describe your ideal role? Ooh,
2: my ideal role. My ideal role would be. It would be a comedic. Uh, um. It would be comedic, but heartfelt, in a way. Uh, there's a show that I recently worked on called Atypical. The show itself is a heartfelt show. It's more of a dramedy, but I would want my, though, want it to be more of a a comedy, but someone who you see really comfortable in their flaws, not hiding them kind of close to what I, what happens in real life for me anyways, but I would love to get a chance to do that. Someone who's just so funny, but you can still feel the heart. So you still take them, you still take them seriously in a uh, in a way. Um, kind of like what made Stephen Carell's character in The Office so amazing is that even though, and I'm not saying someone this um, unaware, but even though he was such a screw up, you could tell that his intentions in life were kind of pure. So somebody, something like that, not as much of a goofball but someone who while they are giving you the punchlines and stuff you can still feel their pure intentions of they do want better they do want things to be successful it's just sometimes they just don't show up that way and being real comfortable in all that foolishness that's that would be my ideal role
0: so is there a specific memory or story from your time on the show that stands out for you as kind of personally significant or memorable when you look back on those years? Is there one one memory or one story that kind of stands out?
2: So we were shooting the surprise wedding episode. And so we were on location, one of the few times that we did not shoot on the Warner Brothers lot. And it was a longer shoot. The, the reason why we would be able to get so much done so quickly is that when you're shooting in a fake hospital, everything is basically pre-lit. So you only have to add a couple of lights here and there for dramatic effect, or maybe some, a little bit more illumination for someone's face. Well, um, I remember at that time I was preparing for my own real wedding. And uh, <laughs> we were there and things was just, I, on the the call sheet they had, I didn't see my name for the last scene. And my mother was in town and we were doing a dress fitting and it was gonna be the first time she saw my dress. And so when the last scene that I thought I was in was done, I was like, all right, I'm wrapped. And they were like, no, you have a um, you have another scene. And I was like, I have another scene. I was like, but I didn't, I don't have no lines. I have no lines in this scene, why? And I was like, I have, um." I was like, I have my wedding dress fitting, and this is, my mom leaves, I think my mother was leaving the next day, and I was like, this is the only time she'll see it, and they were kind enough to be like, they talked to the producers, and they were like, oh no, you could let her, she can go home, she can go home <laughs> so she could drive, so it was like, on a regular job, that would have never that would not have happened. And also and I would probably would have never asked. I would I just would have sucked it up and cried in my trailer and been like, I screwed up. I thought I was gonna be done. But by that time, they already cared enough about me as a part of their family that they knew like, Oh, Angel's getting she's getting married. Like, we're not about to keep her from being able to try on a dress. Like this is this is huge. So, um, that was just a, it was just a sweet moment that they were, they were just like, no, that's all right. We'll just, we just will keep the camera from where your character (laughs) would have been. It's fine. It's It's okay. So yeah, it was just, that was, it was a really just nice moment that they allowed me to be able to have with my mom. So that's what made that show. They're just working on with those people. Just so lovely.
1: That is so sweet. Um, and what projects are you currently working on? And how can fans of the show keep up with your work? Well, because of good old COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, we got to
2: love it. Yeah. The movie that I was working on, um, Swimming with Sharks, or Quibi, has been put on pause. I'd already started shooting it, playing a detective. Uh, hopefully that'll pick back up once COVID, um, it has to, because they already shot so much of it. That would just be so much money down the drain. So that'll be picking back up. But in the meantime, I too have a a couple of podcasts, Lord help me. I'm doing four podcasts, one of which I'm not having to produce. So that makes me happy. Um, so I have a, a podcast with my husband called is this going to cause an argument we've been doing (laughs) that for four years um i have another podcast that i do called mommy confessions which is um very much so like the title it's where we talk about motherhood we confess some things that sometimes people just don't want to say um uh, i have another comedic uh podcast with another cast member of er brisha webb called hold on to your edges where we (laughs) We talk about all the things that we talk about as girlfriends Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, me and her live around the corner from each other. We just used to being in each other's space. So we decided during this COVID-19 that we would find a way to communicate again, but this time share it with the world. Um, So that, and then I have a podcast with a dear friend of mine, Kevin Fredericks, his his, uh, name online is Kev on stage. And we do a podcast called Here's the Thing that is uh, really successful, and it's really fun. It's a pop culture podcast. So I am doing making content all the time. So if you just look up That Chick Angel, which is what I go by online,
0: just content for days. Uh, And then last question, uh, then this is one that we've kind of made a habit of asking everyone from the show, um, because everybody brings their own unique perspective to it. Um, So what do you think that it's important for fans of the show to know about it from your behind-the-scenes perspective that maybe they wouldn't get from just watching?
2: I would say that the reason why i feel like that show did so well and the reason why it was um well received by so many people was a combination of a couple of things one the casting and the producers hired the best of the best they they hired really the way that casting office works they're not seeing a bunch of people they're seeing maybe three to four people per role Mm -hmm. and they're only pulling from what they know to be the best they are not just like throwing shots out here left and right so when a good guest star role came up they were bringing in people who had the chops to pull it off um two there was diversity that was appreciated they prior to it becoming an end thing you know what i'm saying like you could see diversity in not only the cast but also in the crew um could there have been more potentially but i feel like the what they had was still groundbreaking compared to other shows and then also um And I think the biggest thing was respect was the first thing that was given and also the first thing that was expected out of everyone. It didn't matter what position you were in. Everyone was respected and everyone was expected to give respect in return. And when you have that good of an environment to work in you as a creative feel freer to like spread your wings and give your best. Because when you're in an environment that's more toxic, it you put your guard up and you don't really want to put yourself in a place where people can target you and, and make you close off even more. So because it was such, and like I said, I was working with Titans. I got to work with Angela Bassett. I got to work with people who had golden globes, people who were top notch and never did I ever feel belittled or beneath them. And um, I think that just had to do with that was the environment that was set in the beginning. And that was the environment that everybody maintained until the very last day.